You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Nam and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firm in our cheeks, our panthers flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy might actually come to Deck Deck Goes Forth. If, ooh, if nice dice your vice then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot and if you want to pay for something you could get for free you can also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous I'm Eddie Fez Turner broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Undead Gosling oh uh, I don't feel well and Lee might run that that goes forth Parnell I think I'm committed to running Dak Dak for this point. <laughs> Welcome to episode 64, the one before Christmas. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we'll be talking about what we've been painting in Faces, Spaces, Something, Something. We'll then be talking about what we've been playing in News in the Front. We'll then be going over our Christmas pub quiz. Well, at a pub. At uh, a pub. Yeah, so Eddie's going to be showing master for that one. Woo! And then we're going to have an extended um, event section as we talk about that, that go and what we're going to be taking, what we're, what we're trying to get ready for it, and all that kind of stuff. And then we should scoot. Nice. So, Lee, what have you been painting? I have been painting Dak for that, that go. Really? Oh, yes. Do you have a focus for some reason? I do, yes. We'll go, we'll go into more detail in the, in the latter sections of the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, so far. So I think I mentioned the Panzer twos on the last podcast remember right got, got both yes. done uh, so since then i painted 288s on the carriages so shooting from the carriages which apparently so, uh, cost 166 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i quit that demass in my head then i'm already halfway for a pint so you know it's, it's getting more and more complex oh i'll take uh, a whole bottle of desperados oh blimey okay you're, you're only once at this point um yeah so i, I painted 288 so I built these things, I think Simon mentioned, didn't you build these about 10 years ago? And he's probably about right, because I think I built them up for planning to paint them up much earlier when we used to play um, version two in North Africa. Version two? Yeah. Oh, my God. So they've been, they've been <laughs> rattling around my figure. I'm actually vaguely surprised in the good condition they were. One, one of their um, retaining arms have come off, but I found it. Oh, good shot. And uh, all, but I found both crew as well. So actually, I hadn't lost any pieces for it because it'd be bouncing around a figure case of God knows how many years. Oh, that's impressive. So retaining uh, the retaining arms were they the they're the the cruciform mount ones, right? Yeah, so exactly. So on the on the cruciform, two of the arms form effectively the chassis, the fore aft, if you will. Yeah. And then left right ones fold up. So in theory, they could fire from the carriage. Because um, obviously someone worked out it'd be handy to fire quickly against tank targets that might appear. So the chassis was rated to withstand firing for at least a small amount of time, and mm-hmm. they could do that with either the arms up, although generally they drop the arms down not to do anything, but just to clear the way. So they trip over yeah, quite as exactly much. Better access to get in, you know, um, into the breach and that kind of thing. And you couldn't it, effectively you don't have turntables in that scenario. You, you've got a very narrow field of fire ahead, you know, for and aft, effectively. Anything else will tip the gun over. But it looks, but it looks, it's one of those defining desert things. There's quite a few photos of them doing it in the desert. It looks, yeah. it's completely boss. It's badass. Especially when they roll but, backwards at the wheels. And they the definitely yeah. didn't have the gal arms down, Lee. People said on the <laughs> I saw them. <laughs> it was like, uh, it was like Matt, Matt Varnish came on and said, 
Uh, I hate to tell you this, but they didn't fire the, the arms down. I built four of them. <laughs> and it goes, I, I literally, you know, I, when I built these, I did all my research at the time to find all the photos. Yeah. I was doing it right. It's just, here's the photos. Look, doing it all I'm called Flex Bro, but I think you're fine. <laughs> Push his glasses up to forehead. I think you're fine. I mean, I could have understood actually, if I had built them. Yeah. Like, that would have clearly been like under researched and not right at all. But you building them, uh, yeah. No, I was like good money on that. I'm, I'm not infallible, being... so I went, but I, I actually oh, double checked yeah. to make sure I hadn't, I hadn't lost, you know, mystering out here. But no, they definitely a photo. There's like a photo yeah. of the muzzle flash There's in that video. Thing. Yeah, there's a video. Yeah, a, I found a gif actually showing. It. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Um, I kind of thought it was one of the things everyone everyone knew about, you know, because it's but people didn't even know about the whole firing from the carriage in the first place. It's like. Yeah. How have you, have you watched any kind of documentary on the, on the Desert War and not seen this happen? How like, are you in love with the Fleck 88 and having not seen that? Yeah. I mean, you know. Although they did, you, you do have the option of also having them droop down as well, though, because they do unlock, don't they? They drop. They right. lock kind of horizontal. So that was one of the things I never managed to establish when I did the first lot of research. I think if you, unfortunately, the, for, the forum's long since gone, but I had a thread on the forum trying to find out if anyone knew for definite whether all the carriages could do it, have the uh, actual arms deployed down, the actual feet deployed down and the arms drop down. No, it's just the two side ones. Yeah, but apparently everything I found says the side, the side, the side ones lock out at 90 degrees. Oh, really? So they don't go, they don't go, un- so you can't actually deploy down. This is what you could if you actually, you know, put like Round a rock it under it. Or, yeah, well, yeah. It'll, I don't think it would wind down far enough. You'd have to like modify the ground below you to actually... Uh, do it see now when i did my separate research i found a picture of it in both positions okay where you going maybe so so i need to find that and get yes. it to you yeah cause i'll put because... it in the, when I, the article up, i'll put it in that way people you know, do try and replicate it have a bit more flexibility yeah i wanted to have it with their arms horizontal at 90 degrees off the ground because i thought yeah. it looked cool but then i did find some pictures of it actually the first pictures i found were of the arms dropping sloping down at an angle Right, well, you got, maybe they go in. Maybe maybe either they modified them or they they, did, they do do it. I just call your photos, just show them sort of hanging, not doing much of anything at ninety degrees. Yeah, like yeah, actually out mid air kind of thing. Yeah, but but with the feet clearly not wound down to do anything because they just won't wind down far enough. Yeah, uh, I, I just got a lot of comments about the modified base. Cause I'm because to fit my I'm, I'm I, I modified the base years ago because back in the day you could pay oh. ten points to up, add extra crew and get your rate of fire free. And I don't know why that was an option, because you always took the 10 points and the extra crew. <sighs> generally, generally, that was modelled by having a separate medium base behind the large base with the crew on. Yeah, that's how the models were sold. And oh, I, I missed that. I missed my rate of fire through Frankier. I understand why they're not. Mm-hmm. Game was, balance. Was it, ten, was it 10 points? I thought it was, I thought it was only five or something ridiculous. Oh, maybe me cheaper than that, man. Maybe it was, was 10, it 10 points, points for the platoon. I think I think it was two two eighty eight with something like ninety five points or something insane. So the Luftwaffe ones were about that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was um yeah so that was that. So I'm probably ever going to use one of them because like, as we know now, two uh, two gun platoons unless you're Martin are just a death trap. So um I'll probably my army's only going to have have one of them in generally unless we play larger games. Yeah. And now I am working just to get the internet hating me. Some Marder uh, 139, so Marder 3 with a 762, a reboard um, Russian 762 gun, which got used in the desert, and which, let's face it, everyone takes because they're ridiculously underpriced for um, mid-war. Before we get into the Marder conversation, yeah, the question I have mm. for your Fleck 88 or slash two gun platoons, yeah, 
if you have a transport for your second gun or you know if you have a form of moving it a reasonable distance mm-hmm. is there any downside for spending one turn using a transport to get that second gun well out the way you know well outside of um command but in a you know better firing position so the only so, downside i can think of course if one gun dies then it's you, you, it doesn't really matter if you're in command or out command because you're still you know, right. down one gun, you give your out spirits. The only thing you wouldn't get is that the other gun wouldn't automatically become the unit leader, which, given it can't move anyway under its own power, probably doesn't make a great deal of difference. Right. So there's part of me that's thinking, is there like a missing meta with two gun platoons that you can just go, actually, I'm going to use my one point command card to get this guy or even just dash it out outside of bombardment range? Mm hmm. So I'm not risking two bombardment shots. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I think it's right. right though. You're still running the risk of if that if one of the guns dies, the other one's still taking it. But then that's the same whether in command or not command. Yeah, but it's less chance of being hit yeah. because they say one. Yeah, I can see we I can see you going this, and there probably is a small advantage to doing it. Yes, mm-hmm. but it, it won't fix the problem. It'll just reduce the chance of losing both guns to bombardment in the first place. But or also maybe give you better. Line, line lanes of fire depending on the board yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely so yeah, think, meanwhile back to your power back to your power gaming with um martyrs yeah well i can justify this because 15 15 panzer had had them in long trade first panzer had them in their, in their tank hunting units and as i found out they actually had a small number of them by gazala which is what the army's finged around which still the deal and put them in. It's historical, honest. It's historical. It is. It's not really there just to deal with in case someone brings Sherman to church. Worst, the worst kind of gamer. <laughs> justifying a beardy choice through yep. historical manipulation. Yeah. Well, no, the worst the worst ones are saying, well, it's nothing historical proven they weren't in that theatre. Oh my god, that's like saying you you know, well no one says they didn't have, you know, Halo dropships and uh, warthogs. <laughs> worst kind. <laughs> You've changed. The worst, the worst, yeah, it used to be cool. Yeah, you used to be cool. I've never claimed to be ours. <laughs> <laughs> worst. Ob- objection, Your Honor. <laughs> next thing you do, you know, it'll be arm- all armored cars and, yeah. Well, interesting. That's next to my painting list is the actual two formations of armored cars. So, you know, it's a. Uh... Nice. Have you actually got the models? <laughs> got some models. <laughs> some models. Somewhere. No, no. No, no, there is going to be paired up with um, Panzer threes and fours, so instantly I've just ruined my chances because they're so uncompetitive. But yeah, Panzer four special, go, so go full potato. Nah, short barrel, short barrel all the way. Short, everything's short barrel, everything's short yep. barrel all the way. Short barrel Panzers. Because as cheap as mar- <laughs> cheap as Marders are, upgrading any kind of Panzer to have a better gun is just um, stupidly overpriced. So, so yeah, they are. That's why you just take Fleck eighty eights and Tigers. The up armor though is worth it at times. The up armor, yeah. Yes, I'd say the Up Armour Panzer III, because we had a funny little game where I had um, where my T-34s were bouncing off your um, Up Armour Panzer III's, <laughs> and then you shoot back and your Panzer III's bounce off my normal armoured T-34s, oh. and it's just like, it, was, it wasn't getting any, anywhere, the US Ank Tank 9 versus, um, sorry, yep. versus Front Armour 6, it was just a... Dice rolls of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. so oh, it's nice. a productive little few days, I want to try and get the Mars done before year end, so, and that will leave January to paint up all the Panzers. Sweet. Yeah. So what have you been painting? Uh, Painting, I have assembled and sprayed in a block colour an entire open fire starter set for my nephew. Excellent. So that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of good stuff in that box and it goes together pretty well. 
Um, got a little bit confused by the tank commanders because then I but then I realised the original open fire sprues with the airborne and the pounds British tank on. commander on yes yes have British tank commanders on British and German but not oh, really the Amer- yeah because they're from the even the original box set it was um, Market Garden themed so it's British tanks with um, American yeah. American support whereas this one obviously they've repurposed the sprue into the latest box set which is Americans versus Germans so they gave you an American commander sprue which is pretty cool. So I'm excited to have my nephew open that up on Christmas Day with it all laid up there and actually play a game with his models, which would be fun. Yep. Um, which is why I didn't put too much effort into them, because if he decides he doesn't like it and they end up getting dribbled on and smashed up, I'm not going to be too upset because they're his models. So you didn't do splinter camo on the... I did not sit there and do, you know, Waffen-Schreiber splinter camo on all the ponchos and stuff like that. I just spray-painted them all. I mean, the other thing is as well, to make it a bit easier... All of the Germans are pans of gray, uh, of German field grey, including the bases. So it's like that is a German, and then the um, all the Allies. I didn't have that olive drab, so they ended up being just like fur brown. So you can oh, easily, okay. easily tell which platoon is which without having to kind of look at the actual models. Which I all think, right, so like the plastic army guys, army soldier guys. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that's that same way. And also what the, the what I saw the um, play testers have is they have like gun bases of just a generic large base gun sprayed red <laughs> over in uh, New Zealand. They have an entire really? army. Yeah, yeah. So when they play test, obviously they don't have the models. So they have like just entire armies of random models. There's like a cut, there was like two pictures where they, they um, I think it was Steve McLaughlin went over there to show the play testing. They had um, just entire armies were sprayed red, like red infantry base, red small command base, red medium gun, red large gun base. And it's just, you know, a generic model. And then they, they use the base size for the rules because nothing else really makes sense. Um, it's kind of like that, but with more historical colours. But my thinking is, because they're his models, if it, if down the road he wants to spend the time painting them and making more effort than we can, you know, they're, they're built and nicely built and based. Are they pro-built? They are. Well, you know, technically I've, I've paid for my painting, so I'm a professional painter. No, no, I've just seen it on eBay before people have listed things as pro-built. Yeah, it just means that they've broken open a can of uh, Rebel plastic glue and chucked it in the box shaking it around for a bit oh, it was so hard i mean when i did sell some of my games workshop stuff that was basic you know i'd done like a really good build a really good base block colors and a wash but i hadn't taken it any further i had like a massive long description being like these you know these aren't pro built because that has bad connotations but they're nice you know they are they're built to a high standard you just have to end up with this massive long spiel about basically like if you buy this tank yes you can respray it and paint it your own color because what i've done i've not murdered it basically unlike 90 percent of the other things that you've seen on facebook listed as pre-built um and i'm currently now building some uh german trucks for that deck goes forth for your italians for my italians yeah it's my my excessive use of command cards for the list yeah, all the transport command cards well, How many I... points have you got in command cards, though? It must be like <laughs> five, six. Thirteen. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry, pardon? <laughs> Thirteen points of my deck that goes force lift is command cards, and not one of them is pattern or lucky. So there you go. But they're not all transports, though, right? They're not 13 points of transport. No, 12 points of them, uh, 11 oh points God. of them. You have seen my desert tables, right? <laughs> well, I don't care. My, my theory was... It, you know, my theme is 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 it's a mobile yes. force. It's fine. It's cool. So I had to have command cards for everything that needed transport to get. You know, everything that doesn't have its own wheels has a set of wheels. Um, 
but oh my god so it's it's italians and then i was I, I got the entire army out and i'm like i'm missing the scout cars i thought i bought two platoons of lanciers and for i only have one rifle platoon so somewhere i had to go i had to go through my email supply and somewhere i do have another blister of rifle uh, of a rifle platoon but it wasn't with the rest of the army and now it makes me doubt which lockup facility it's in as to where it's actually going to be you better and find I'm like, it because you know they're not they're not doing anything for mid-war at the moment exactly and everywhere's out of stock however yeah. i do have a get out of jail free card because i'm using them as motorcycles i only need five stands so four rifles and a command stand and luckily i do have the um assault engineer platoon okay which has four rifle stands with a command stand in that blister cool Cool. fair enough so even if i can't find that one blister that i know i've got um i've rewritten the list which we'll talk about later i've dropped the scout cars out of it because i i you know i'm 90 percent sure i've bought them 80 percent 75 percent sure i've bought them (laughs) um but because they're not immediately where i thought they would be i'm a bit like oh okay maybe i didn't so i've rewritten the list um to what i actually do have in front of me under the theme that everything has wheels because it's the desert and i'm going out doing desert-y things and if you don't have wheels it's a long freaking walk in that sand it sure is but i've just built my first mercedes l3000 truck the lead singer of outcast and i've stuck a spare tire on the roof and it looks awesome um, you do get a lot of bits on those kits, you know. You do, yeah. Companies. So this is this is uh, this is uh, Plastic Soldier Company. It's uh, my good friend Will, who uh, just not, before he's not your good friend. You were swearing about it earlier. I was, I was. To be fair, I was swearing about it earlier. I was begrudging the fact that often the Plastic Soldier Company diagrams, through diagrams, don't match up with what you actually get because they're different process times and all that kind of stuff. And I was cursing, and then I looked at the sprue, flipped it 180 degrees lengthways. And then 180 degrees widthways, and went, oh no, it does line up. I just <laughs> <laughs> so will. I'm sorry, Matt. Was, is... was the problem existed between keyboard and seat? Didn't the, it? the problem, yeah, I, I didn't read the manual. That's the problem. I didn't actually, you know. So panda uh, noises. These, if you are after any German trucks, don't buy Zvezda because oh my god, I you know I, I pride myself on being able to get the best out of a plastic kit. I love scale modeling. I love helping my dad out of all his troublesome kits and stuff. So compared to scale modeling, most war games kits are just easy. And anyone who complains, you know, it's just a case of you don't know you're born yet. War game kits are so easy to build compared to scale model kits. And then there's a Vesta, which is just like, you know, I think you were saying earlier, Duncan, why, why have you gone to the length of having individual leaf springs on the bottom of the truck? on a push fit kit and oh no i've snapped that tiny little bit of plastic so now the wheel is hanging off and there's nothing really to glue it back on because you've done a complete scale axle um yeah so anything sylvester with wheels stay away from and if there's a psc or battlefront version get that instead but the psc and sylvester there's not much difference in price is there it's not like not anymore not anymore sylvester used to be at one point at one point you could pick them up for two pound a box which was insane and that's how i got my entire matilda company um and then all the airplanes and then all the king tigers but then they started to get more and more pricey and i think the the export channel kind of dried up so for now yeah psc but if, if you want trucks these p i'm well impressed by those psc kits it looks proper cool 
Um, it's so much so I need to actually make sure I use them in the game. So I'm going to be looking at the, the missions and picking like mobility battles where I have to be the lo- playing long board ways. Oh Eddie, I don't understand why you didn't defend this mission. If I defend, I can't use my trucks. I got <laughs> trucks, damn it! <laughs> I have to give a truck. <laughs> why are you putting all your flak 88s and your, your Italian flak 88s in reserves? Because they have trucks! But if you put the lances in reserves, it makes sense. They're already on trucks. Shut up! <laughs> yeah. No one asked for your opinion. No one asked for your opinion. I wanted your opinion, I beat it out of you. So. <laughs> Stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> Duncan, have you had a chance to do any hobby? Uh, I've not painted anything in. I've gone off the board completely on that. That's just painting. Painting is now a 2022 thing. Um, but I've put together some more kits. Oh, been nice. My way through. Um, I've got some uh, M3 Lees that I've been putting together. So long barrel Lees. I've now got my Lee company together. Always That's got a long all. barrel. No, no, no. There's only four with long barrels. Four out of ten. You don't need them all the time. They're only they're, they're, it's, they only go from nine to ten. They're not mega, and they're a point each. But do they get a small range boost as well? They go to they range do. It's four inches. Yeah. No, it goes to go twenty-eight. Long. I think. I don't think it's worth it. That's why I call me so, long barrel. Leave my extra four inches. It's a... Exactly. <laughs> oh, Slightly wow. higher penetration as well. Think about it. <laughs> But it's all but highly now, basic inadequacy, I said. <laughs> so they're they're all they're actually done now. I've done so I've done all ten of those. I've got some hetzers to do, or I've got a whole I've got a stack of plastic stuff. And I've realised actually my American army for mid war is, is all um it's gonna be all plastic, I think, apart from the planes. Yes. Which is the first time that I think that will happen. I'll be lighting your back. It's always nice carrying it around. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you hear that at a tournament, you hear that horrible noise of miniatures sliding onto the floor. Yeah, oh yes. yeah and you're like oh, that's a version three resin and metal army and i'm gonna apologize like, to mike right now because he's no doubt gonna be listening to podcasts and say i remember you dropped my army on the floor at war game seven which is very valid i did drop his army on the legend tv so i could play in the tournament as well oh that's ptsd hey it happened to me too actually at dice saline or war game seven Place dramatic toy drop. What? I think my opponent went to pass over my army to the other side of the table. Oh, it was on a train. It just no. yeah, slid and crashed and burned. The, the, the nice. funniest, the funniest toy dropping story I've ever had. Very quick segue. Uh, one of my old GW managers took his <coughs> friend's Elder Vampire Raider, the gigantic Elder Flyer yep. from Forge World, to Golden Demon because his mate wasn't going to enter into the competition. And he babied this thing on the coach like it was a newborn child. And it was all very careful. And, <laughs> and, and, and this said manager is the clumsiest man alive. But oh. he was very carefully got it from, you know, from Guildford all the way up to Nottingham on a coach early in the morning, stood in the queue, got to Golden Demon, got in, checked it in, put it down on the display table on its flying stand. It's there. And as he as he leant forward, all of his long hair flipped down past his ears. So as he stood up, he flicked his head back, and all of his hair just knocked this vampire raider. And didn't only didn't only pitch it off the off you know backwards, pitched it off the table completely. So it just shattered oh. into a thousand pieces on the floor. Oh, <laughs> that, that's painful to listen to. Oh. I just love it. It's the fact that he could have just dropped it straight away, but no, instead he decided to do it at the very last second. Yeah. And this is why um, long, long hair has largely disappeared from Games Workshop stores over the last few <laughs> last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate policy. I'm terribly sorry. I so, think uh, the worst one I ever saw was um, 
at one of the Brighton bashes where AJ, one of the locals, had spent forever putting together this immaculately detailed American army. And in the second game, it um, got knocked off the table. It would have been fine because you were playing on the side where the carpet was. Unfortunately, it fell at such an angle, it hit this like protruding tiled bit. No! The radiator sits. And sh- literally, resin was shattered. It was, it, it, oh. it, he literally picked up and left the tournament. I had to do a bye for the rest of the weekend because he was just, yeah, he just it was emotionally I, gone. That's, that that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, 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 I can on. argue it. But yeah. Oh, my God. I, that, I, plastics, mate. Yeah, it's way forward. Yeah, yeah now I'm, gonna, I'm moving on to some uh, universal carriers, I think, now. But I'm not sure whether, th- I think I might use them for my Soviets, you know. Oh, rotor. Ooh. Yeah, because I've got the SMG armed troop. The uh, I don't like the although I know the M3 um, scout cars scout are good. Car. Yeah, I know they're good, but they're also resin. And I'm just thinking. But also, the tactical eight. They're really slow on the tactical. Meet. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't. I don't think they've got a very good cross either. Yeah, they will. Four. Yeah. So maybe I'll do the um. Maybe I'll do the Bryn guns as Soviet ones. I found in my stash whilst looking for this damned Italian rifle platoon. Um my rotator Rizeggi um Soviet half tracks with all the crews that are resin because they're drop cast. Oh I know that's not good. Well it's good. <laughs> that's not good. No they're, they're drop resin. They're <laughs> be yeah but on the base I've got a soft spot mm. for those. Proper retro but the, the actually small vehicles and wheeled trucks I quite like molded into the base. It's a really? weird thing. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I know it's weird. What, what, so what's the cutoff? I think the cutoff is if it has tracks, like if it's an armoured fighting vehicle. Once it's once it's not a transport, then it shouldn't be on a base. Because, and the logic there, and it's good logic, the transports often get deployed alongside the infantry, which are also on bases, so you don't get the weird mismatch of heights. Okay. That's my, that's, that's, that's my hill. I have to admit, I do... I don't mind the drop cast on the Jeeps because the Jeeps used to be a pain. Yep. Yeah. It just gives those a little bit of extra protection, but they're plastic, so, yeah. Cool. I don't know. Each to his own. Next thing cool. you'll be telling me, you like the uh, drop cast trucks. I do like the drop cast trucks. I think they look cool. I think it ties Lee, them. Lee, segue away, Lee. Segue away. <laughs> segue away. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Breakthrough Assault, are looking, your Shoot and Scoot podcast, are looking for a new co-host. Um, if you... <laughs> do you not like them? don't. No. Because you end up with that weird thing where you have to paint the gap where there shouldn't, or where there should be a gap, and you have, have you to paint it like black or something. Yeah, but you never see it. It's fine. I see it. Oh, uh, is this? Are you one of the people who put full interiors in? If you could. No, don't be. That's oh, ridiculous. Hey. But uh, you can see, you can clearly see where someone just painted a black rectangle on the side of a, tra- a truck. On a table, and gone, fine. Anyway, not a problem. This PSE ones. I have Mercedes. I'm totally driving this truck around like it was an aeroplane. Like it was an aeroplane. Do you mean taxi? Well, you, you know what you do. You get That's the airplanes. That is the parlance. Yeah. See, yeah. I know. I know the. I know the lingo. Aviation. Yeah, there you go. And after that, he learnt some of the aviation words. Um, <laughs> didn't have any choice at that point. <laughs> the lawsuit is in in progress. <clears throat> right. So that's what um, we're doing. What's next? Uh, what we've been playing. So um, news from the front. I go first because I've not played anything. It's warfare, so I yeah, that's my update. I got a thing. It is only me because Eddie had to pull out the get out of the games last night because of um being a wuss over his booster. I did, yeah. yeah. 
if I wasn't in the motorbike, I'd be all right. But yeah, I didn't fancy quite riding for an hour to then. In the dark, in the mist. In the dark, in the mist. Yes, on a motorcycle. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fair statement. I, I won't give you too much stick. <laughs> but, um, can I? Yeah, you can. Yeah, go ahead. I felt thoroughly hobby, not hobby hardcore. I felt thoroughly disappointed in myself. Flaccid. Yeah, hobby flaccid. On the, other, yeah, on the other hand, you didn't make it easier because there was already an even number of us that actually worked out. I did feel better when someone else dropped out and I saw the, the numbers had evened up and I was like, oh, well, there you go then. Most importantly, did Mike give you sausages? Uh, no, we're on the on, not on the Friday night sh- on the Friday night games. Generally, it's generally just tea and you know tea and biscuits. Oh, so. Sorry, right. I thought I missed out on a on a uh, exceptional sausage in a bun. Oh my god! Now I want a hot dog. They're not hot dogs, Eddie. They're not. Oh, they're horrible... sausage in a bun. Whatever. Proper butcher sausages, yeah. So. Yeah, they're not some horrible wiener in a in a disgusting bun. It's my marital life you're talking about. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Proper mustard. Ah, kind of like Frenchies, yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> Lee, to love of God, tell us about your game. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, games. This is what about games. I remember now. Um, yeah, so I, I was playing. I was doing my duty of championing foot things well by teaching the new guy who was actually a new guy but was coming back into the fold so did you did you tell him that flames of war was dead i did i did explain to him i didn't Good. know what he was doing because flames of war was dead yeah don't um, join this game no yeah. one plays it we only had a sold out competition at warfare <laughs> yeah so so as chuck called greg he was one of our regulars back in the day um used to have a, ger- a mackley painted german army um did, he, Good. you did um SS Tigers, which I remember because he got he was doing trying to do the repeat of the camo pattern on the um on the on the oak leaf pattern. So he actually managed to replicate it. So oh if he God. looked long enough, the actual pattern repeated. But um, yeah. So anyway, he was getting back into it. So he took over Mike's no yeah Mike's Americans. Mm-hmm. So he had um basically like a beach assault um force with five boat sections. <laughs> yeah. Oh cool. Free. The, one, the ones that I provide the rules for is Vet Ass Company. Vet Ass, mm. yep. Um, <laughs> six mortars, which I eventually remembered he was re-rolling hits on, so we managed to get that bit in towards the end. And he then had, because Mike was being consistent on the historical theming, um, three 76mm Shermans. Nice. Now, I'd be expecting you playing Chris's um, Soviet, so I rocked up with a bag ration German force, which was then. <laughs> so I, I, I had three Stugs, four... Yeah, so it was a Panzergrade Deer Force. I had two full strength platoons and three Stugs in the formate in the formation and three pack forties in the formation. And I had the rebuild card for 16th Panzer. So as guys on Tactics Four Plus, which didn't really come up in the game. Um and then I had in support three Wesps, um, OP Panzer Free, two Pumas, and I took Pumas because I didn't because I knew um I'd get a stick for using lucky card otherwise. And then um <laughs> <laughs> four and uh, my reserve was basically for 36 points was four Panzer four seventies because I desperately desperately wanted to use them after paying them up. And we were playing um free for all on this quite nice like um like hilly valley sort of table that the market set up. Mm-hmm. That was quite cool. Um so basically, you know, uh, Craig, Craig used his spearhead to move up about three boat sections on towards one objective which really only had the infantry and the pack forties guarding. While well, my Stugs, my Panzer Four Seventies were in the centre, and the Stugs were over in the left flank. Mm. Um, and it ended up in one of those classic free for alls where I'm hitting him on one flank, he's hitting him on the other flank, so the table's sort of pivoting around the centre. And the poor old Pack Forties, 
they were because they were veteran Shermans. I only ever seen to hit one each turn, and every single time Craig saved it. That front armor seven at range, it was like ping ping. ping. Uh, to be fair though, to start off with, he wasn't really making much dent in the pack forties in return, but he was ranging in all those little sixty millimeter mortars in the boat sections. Oh, and one. he was just yeah. So I, I think I had three templates on the pack forties at one point, and yeah, they're rerolling they're rerolling miss um, hits, but and yeah. I'm eventually rerolling saves. Yeah, saves. But he was he was just wear started wearing down the pack forties in the second and the third turn when those sort of hit, hit in. He even obviously listened to podcast. He did what you did what suggested doing with the, using the um the greyhounds arranging the sixty one mortar and put yes, them the fire, which worked to the extent. Um, yeah, so then he was really pushing towards the infantry, but then he was hitting the problem that the 61 mortars weren't really doing much against the infantry because he was up getting, he was starting to trip over his danger close. Yep. Um, so he, he, he ranged in towards the back and, and killed two two stands of infantry that he could kill. But obviously, I'm Panzergrediers and, and, and my MG42s were just putting out two, two shots per stand. I managed to bounce back the assault twice, which mm. brought enough time for the other flank for the Stugs. And a single Panzer IV sentry, which had broke off to help. Even if you were, even when you were pinned. Yeah, because still, rate, I'm rate of fire three normally, and rate of fire two when pinned. Ah, yeah. because uh, you're MG, not rifle MG. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. 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 Hit, hit this buzzsaw. Yeah. I was, oh, I was lucky. I, should, I think the second time he really should have got in. I think yeah. on the third time he did get in, but when he just he killed one stand, rest fluffed it. <laughs> no. Um, and by that time, on my like I say, the Stugs on the other flank, who were like um just going uh, we got to we ran out of time so basically i said right if i can pull this assault off i'm gonna win otherwise i'll say you win because you'll probably get me off my objective next turn anyway and he was by this time had guys on the objective so he was starting to turn and of course you know stugs you know, they, they hit on fours counter attack on five so i went in yeah. kill one stand yeah he went back hit me but didn't do anything and then i felt the counter attack and it was like there you go so he got the game but it was a good it was a good game he actually went, went very aggressive but in a fairly measured way, so it didn't trip, you know, didn't cost him too much. Yeah. And all those boat sections, there's just so many guys running at you. Just me. get a lot of infantry across mm. that board, and they all have a little bit of everything, so they can deal with anything that comes their way. Yeah. I think I was differing on what it was. Like I kept switching targets in the west, which means they never really um, got to, you know, to repeat fire, which means they never really got to do much. So my my only anti-infantry asset, well, apart from the infantry MG42, wasn't really you know, doing its best job against the infantry. But um, we had a classic thing where he took out my middle pack 40, so my pack 40s ran, because obviously now they're out, out of command, I failed it on the second asking. Yep. But I then got, did, did the same back to him, where the, a long-range shot with a um, Panzer 470 <laughs> hit, hit, the, hit the middle um, Sherman, killed it. This is probably where, where inexperience came through, because he didn't, sh- you know, the three plus to shift the target. Yeah, because that had been shifted onto his HQ, and he said, "I don't want to shift on my HQ." So he did it goes, he did, and and then obviously no one died. And next time he ran, because yes, we lost, we lost your HQ, but your HQ would have gone back into that guy anyway. I've been fine, yeah, yeah. And but where's this way? You know, you just, that's fine. So it, you know, it was it was a good learning experience. So yeah, I mean, nice. and while I was doing that, Mike and Nathan managed to get two games in. With, um, <laughs> one with Mike's against Mike's new um, naval infantry. Oh gosh, oh, the these, um, yeah. black death thing going on, and um, then the second game versus his county of London Yeomanry, and it was um, yeah, so both, both quick games with some apparently I can't try to remember what this, what the events were, but there some real swings of luck in those games as well. What with Mike involved? Never. <laughs> yeah. How I like him. Yeah. <laughs>
All in all, worst ways to round up the years gaming with. So yeah, always happy to bring people back into the fold. So nice to round out the game gaming year with a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, Duncan. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying before before it's not, it's a, it's not a party. It's just wine and cheese. Yes. So we have to we have to do that. It's not a game. It's a. Oh, I'm just a, a fondue. Bit, yeah, my not 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 you know whatever related, but the uh, the the games hall has said that they uh, will. All of January at the weekends, they're doing actual maintenance, so I can't host my actual birthday game extravaganza. So I normally do. Oh, yeah. yeah, bit sad. I was going to Iceland. We'll have some games done to Iceland. That sounds like a good plan. Yes, I'll bring this. I'll bring the submarine game. It's always fun. Bomb oh, treasure. Yes. Akthorn Spitfire. That's actually back in back in um, stock at Iceland. Shout. I can't remember the name of it now. Under, but it's um, a game about looking for salvage in a submarine where everyone's sharing one air supply. Deep Sea Adventure. That's it, Deep Sea Adventure. It's a fantastic game. I am the Ugandan Deep Sea Adventure champion. Oh, right. In that I'm probably the only person who's won a game of Deep Sea Adventure in Uganda. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bold claim. Anyone, anyone who uh, wishes to refute that claim, uh, you can put that in writing. You have 90 days after that. 90 days after that, it stands. Can you write in Guinness Book of Records? I probably could, <laughs> but I'd have to pay the money because it's just a big money-making scheme. Is it? Yeah, it is. You can be the the funniest Guinness Book of Records thing I ever remember was in the TV show, and it was the Guinness Book of Records for eating. I think it was five Jacob's cream crackers without water as quickly as possible. And this guy turned up, went to the TV show, was like, "I'm going to be the world record holder." And they're like, "Well, we'll get some people from the audience because anyone can do this. Have a go." So it was him and like three people, five people from the audience, and he started off, and he was on cracker number. Th- Four, I think it was starting when they, they, you know, one lady from the audience had already finished. Um, so this, this poor guy turned up to set a world record and ended up giving it to someone from the audience who beat him quite dramatically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Guinness World Records, whatever you can pay, you can get a record for. Petard. Petard Mortars. AVREs. Is it time for British Bulge yet? No. Uh, apparently not. Apparently, um, after we got stood up and um, someone else beat us to the announcement about new compendiums. Um, so apparently, oh, it says this is like loose lips, loose lips, ships, loose ships. lips sink ships, secret segment yeah. in the podcast. Yeah, yeah so I think, uh, we forgot. Yeah, so I think on the on the battle rankings, um, Twitch, I'm guessing it seemed like it was a live broadcast. Um, apparently, is interviewing Pete Simovich. And um, he announced there's going to be some new Midwar compendiums. Has he announced the name of his new boat yet? Yes, yeah, Midwar compendium. <laughs> <It's called Mid-war laughs> well, apparently, apparently, um, yeah. So, it, 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 so there's going to be one for. I think it was the Africa one that was shown with a new starter set yeah. of some sort, and then um, presumably there'll be an Eastern Front one as well. But I think he mentioned that. Um, did he mention. I think that's coming out, and then the German. Well, I think the, I presume the German book will follow that. So. Yeah, we, I can't remember if he mentioned Wolverine because there's no that seems to have dropped off a cliff. That's because Lee was really looking forward to doing the Soviet Airborne. Yes, yeah, so of course it's disappeared. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that was supposed to be the end of this year, and I don't think it is now. No, obviously. that's definitely not. I, I, I assumed that that had moved out so they could do the bulge stuff, which made far more sense to do. Um, but yeah, so apparently some um, Africa compendiums coming. Interesting. Yeah. Mid-war. Hopefully they'll restock stuff so when I find out I don't actually have enough Italians, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can buy some more. Well, I'm just hoping it comes out after the tournament, whilst been in this awkward situation with the compendiums out, whilst I'm doing a mid-war tournament. <laughs> it, should be, it should all be the same. I mean, I don't think they're going to change 
points or anything, are they? So I, I doubt it. I doubt it, I doubt it highly. Like, but so I get a couple really... extra. They'll probably put the 90th Panzer into the book so it's considered it in one place. Yeah, not your flight. Yeah, sorry, yep. And that may, you know, usually they do the compendiums of version three. It was usually like a couple new lists, wasn't there? So like there the, was. one, the digital lists back in the day. But they have not released any digital lists, so. That's true, actually, yeah. So it's probably just going to be a rehash, then, which is a bit of a, yeah. Which is good if you've not played before. So is it going to yeah. be every, is it going to be, do you think the whole of the, all the African lists in one place? Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, I, I believe it would be like the North British, Africa book of old, yeah. British, Americans, Italians and Germans all in one book. Yeah, so. including the airborne airborne list presumably as well. True, oh, so, true. So glad I've got all of those separately then. Well, no, because oh, separately, you get the painting guides, you get, you got... Do you not get them in that then? Maybe not. I'm sure they have the like painting a, guide. But it might be a cut, it might, might be a cut down section or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, hope, like I say... If you're not going to invalidate anything, then basically, if you have already got it separately... But also, Africa Core and Desert Rats came out when I was still at Stevium Games before they were even Asmodee Games. So how long ago was that? I don't know. How long ago was that? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be, what, five, six years ago? Weeks? Months? Can you help me recollect? I don't know. This is episode 60-whatever. So... Two episodes a month. Oh my god! Yeah, a long time. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, well, it's got to be more than four years because I've yeah. been flying around the world for four years. So it's before that. So yeah, at least five or six years ago. So to be fair, it's not. You know, you've had five or six years worth of use out of those books. Yeah, that's true. And 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 I don't think they'll be invalidated, as Lee said. I doubt no, they won't. What's just going to annoy me is I've got all of the books so far. In hardback, so now do I buy the compendiums even though it doesn't add anything to the complete Probably set, not. or do I just, yeah, exactly? No, but I, it, I, it, from a business point of view, so it, it oh, means, no, that, yeah, I'm no, spending, I think it, it makes sense if they are just if they are just putting the books together into one big thing and then have one SKU to reprint. Yeah, if you've got, if you've got to reprint anyway, then this probably is the way to do it. The weird question would be what do they do about the command cards and the unit cards? In the no, the, no, yeah. the unit cards were um, limited edition only. They exactly are they the the elephant in the room? Are they still going to stick by that? Because they've the the late war ones aren't limited edition as far as I can see. I suspect we'll probably see um, car packs released at the same time. Well, you think they'll just put the car packs as a separate blister and then stop putting them in, in all the boxes so you don't end up with a million reprints. Maybe that's yes. right. what they, what they moved to a late war. Ever since that's what they should have done since day one. What? what? Yeah, huh? I, I, huh? yeah, who yeah, said yeah, so, yeah. Who said? Who said that? No. The ghost of Christmas past. The ghost of hobby past. <laughs> Do you know that's the sound of 2020 hindsight. 2020 hindsight is waiting for 1 a.m. Oh, that was in 2020. Yet? That was 2019, wasn't it? I don't even know. I can't remember. I can't tell you what year it is anymore. No, it was 2020. 2020 pointless. hindsight was waiting for 1 a.m. and then being like. I can't. Yeah, it's fine. Refresh. Got some really good deals. Don't need to borrow about those. And then for the next 24 hours, slowly convincing yourself that you must buy at least three of each box. Well, and that's why I've got a unit of brim bars that I've never seen the table. <laughs> I told you. I told you on the day not to buy the brim I bars. I know. And yet here we are. And here I they mean, are. I, I did find the Hornices that I forgot. I should find. Yeah, I wish I bought Hornices. At least they, they got purpose. Big bad boot. I love one. <laughs> I really should use them more. They're really good as two. I reckon they're quite good as a two-unit, two-strong unit as well. Yeah, controversial. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, average quiz. quiz. 
Ambush quiz. It's a quiz show. Fez is the quiz master. Have I you guys? Have, this isn't about rules. Have you say. guys got a pad and pencil? No, uh, you didn't tell us I'm to bring a, equipment. I'm a painting table. Uh, uh, let me keep right. Do I have to make notes? I can make no, notes. No, it's fine. I I've got a computer. I've got a computer. You've got mm, a computer. Not really next to either, but. Well, that? the question is well, do that's... we want to do this as we go along? Just write down your answers, and at the end, we can go through them. Oh, do, do, do it by round. That's how we normally do it. Do it by round. That's a good one. So, guys, if you're playing along at home, get a, get a pen and pencil, <laughs> and uh, you can have your scores. And if you write in to. What's our email address now? Shoot and scoop podcast at gmail.com. There we go. With your, your award winning answers, if you can be bothered to actually give us your honest scores, then maybe you'll win a prize. Maybe you won't. But, right. Are you ready? No. I'm ready. Yes. Round maybe. numero uno. This is a flashback to our military operation or, and it is, oh, military operation or movie title. Oh. So, obviously, I can't you know give you anything other than the the name but you have to tell me if it is a military operation or a movie title if you have details about the operation or the movie then you will gain a bonus point well so if you definitively know it's yep. one or the so, other so if you guess you've got a 50 50 guess but if you know what roughly what about the operation so like theater or time period or whatever you get a bonus point or if you can say say about the movie theater or rough plot thing like what happens in the movie then you'll gain a bonus point does that sound fair uh yeah okay so military operation or movie title number one prophecy prophecy is it a military operation or is it a movie title could be both it could be that's the beauty of it i've picked tricky ones this year oh, oh so it could be both well, maybe. If you can come up and I can Google it, then uh, yeah, you'll score extra points. <laughs> Number two. Oh, oh, we not, oh, sorry. No, we're going to go for uh, the whole um, sequence and then I'll yeah. give you the answers and we'll get some scores on the doors, draws, doors and uh, play from there. Number two, All-American Tiger. All-American Tiger is an operation in yeah, a movie type. All-American Tiger. Yep, All-American Tiger. <clears throat> Write your answers down. Number three, Beastmaster. Movie or operation? Operation or movie? Who knows? Beastmaster. Number four, Viking Snatch. Viking Snatch. Is it a movie <laughs> or is it an operation? Who knows? Don't Google that. <laughs> Number five, Beaver Cage. Beaver? Oh my goodness, it's getting worse. <laughs> Cage. Hold on. So, oh, I've about done myself. Are these are World War Two ones, or are they? It, it. I haven't said an era. We are the oh, fate of a nation. No, I'm Team Yankee. Flames of War. Great War. Okay. Number six. Deadly prey. Deadly prey. And finally, number oh. seven for this round. Deadly prey. Deadly prey is number six. Number seven for this round. Undefeatable operation or movie. Undefeatable. Have you got your answers ready, boys? I have. I haven't. Hold on one sec. Sorry. Okay. I've Do you need any questions? Do you need any re- repeated? No, I don't think so, actually. Okay. I if you're at home and you need any repeated, just cut back to the beginning of the sequence and listen to it all again. Okay. Duncan, are you ready? No. <laughs> Duncan, are you ready enough for me to start reading the answers of number one? No. Oh. Yeah, I am. I just okay. don't want to go. Go on. You just don't want to do. Well, all right. Number one. Lee. 
prophecy or movie? I'm going with Operation. Operation? Duncan? I'm going with Military Operation as well. It is a 1979 movie about a 15-foot mutant bear. <laughs> Called Prophecy. Called Prophecy. Oh, my search history. no sense. I know. It's beautiful. Yeah, I had a, a search, a, 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 did a search for the world's worst movie titles, followed by a <laughs> search for the world's worst operation title. Okay, so that is a movie. Sorry. All right, number two. Okay. All-American Tiger. Lee, operation or movie? Movie. Duncan, operation or movie? Uh, military operation. It is a military operation. Uh, as a pure guess. Operation All-American Tiger. It was a 2003 Iraqi operation by the US, mi- um, US military to clear out um, houses around, I think it's Bagra. So okay. one point to Dunk so far. Came with skill. Question three. Beastmaster. Operation or movie? Duncan, going to go first. Or movie. Went for a movie. Lee? See, I know this one. This is an operation. It is um, Iraqi movie. Freedom. Oh, two points to Lee. It is, in fact, an operation in 2006 for Iraqi freedom. Nice one. I I remember having a conversation with my friend Paul about this because it was um, a big beration about how American code names operations. (laughs) Question four, Viking Snatch. Lee, operation or movie? Operation. Duncan, operation or movie? A military operation. It is, in fact, a military operation. Does anyone have it for the bonus point? Any more information about what operation it is? No, this is a guess. I have nothing. nothing. No, I've got nothing. It is a operation in 2007. I think it was Afghan, where they were using the Viking rover, the Viking um, truck, to, to actually remove insurgents. Hence the name Viking Snatch. Someone you know, so did you Google a, like a, a web search for a worst... But, Biggest example of American um, tendency to over-egg Mitch operations in their titles. Yep, yep totally. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. And was it really right. <laughs> Question five. Beaver Cage. Duncan, is it an operation or a movie? I, I, I was... I put military operation, but I, I can't see how, but... <laughs> So Lee. I, I noticed. Sorry, just going this. I noticed Duncan's answer Mitch operation for all of these. I think he's just taking the strategy. If he says it for all of no, them. Well, that's why I, I gave you. 50... Beastmaster was a movie. That's true. That's true. He did. That's why I gave you the extra wrong. point. If you knew what they were, rather than just guessing, that's why you get the extra point. So well, I, I, I kind of figure it might be in a Canadian one because it's Operation hmm. Beaver Cage. I, I, I went with movie because I've definitely seen this on, on certain sections of Pornhub. <laughs> I think. Beaver Cage is a 1967 military operation. Is a Vietnam helicopter assault. I think it was into Laos. But it is a military operation. Oh, yeah. What I'm hearing is correct. Duncan, that yeah. gives you an extra point, which means you're now tied three for three with Lee. Um, question six, deadly... Oh, no, what does he get an extra point? He said it was a Canadian operation. No, he gets a point. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've, got three, I've got three points so far. Three I've got, yeah. So it's not an extra point. It's just a base point for being 50% on average lucky. Question six, deadly prey. Duncan. Is it a movie or a military operation? I think it's a movie, but I, I, I've just guessed at that. I don't, I don't know. Lee, Deadly Prey. <clears throat> this sounds like the most 1980s of action films you get, so I'm going with movie. It is, in fact, a movie that was a rip-off of Rambo. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... <laughs> I know. <sighs> so they ripped, off, ripped, they off, ripped off Rambo, the, the most 
generic action 80s film you can imagine they ripped that off and made it whoa whoa, whoa 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 sweet child Mark. Rambo, <laughs> first rambo it's not the most generic action first rambo has actually got some pathos they, they drew first blood <laughs> you know they get extra they get extra bonus points though because apparently there was a sequel called the deadliest prey so if you google this i just have yeah because i was intrigued <laughs> Finally, then, question seven. Undefeatable. Lee, undefeatable. This feels like like both, but I'm going to go with Operation. Duncan. I've got a movie. I think think it was, wasn't it the, wasn't it Angelina Jolie? Wasn't it her directorial debut? No. What am I thinking of? Oh, no, there might be the same thing of a different, that is right. No, is that undefeated? Uh, hold on, I'll just find out because it was the oh. first one. It was unbroken. Oh, it's unbroken. Unbroken. That is unbroken. Sorry. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry. Yes, you're quite right. Close, but no cigar. It is a movie, however, so you do score a point through oh. being sheer lucky because it is a ninja movie, which is notable for the ninja five way freeze frame high five. <laughs> what? <laughs> there are five ninjas who all jump in the air and high five, and it's a freeze frame end of film moment. So it is a crappy ninja movie undefeatable that at the end of the first round that puts duncan on a score of five and lee training with a score of four unlucky lee Come on, that's it Game over. that's it well now we've got another one two round three rounds to go so second round then rtfm <laughs> or read the flipping panel so in oh. this round i'm gonna ask you lots of questions about all of the lovely books that we've had over the last flames of war so it's all flames of war We've been even playing for you, right? So, a pen and paper at the ready. Question number one. Are you ready? No. Okay. Are, are, you, are you ready enough that I can continue? Yes. Excellent. Number one. What costs more? A mid-war, death from above, four Schumjager platoon, right? Complete with two MMGs and the anti-tank rifle. So, this is a full potato, mid-war, mm-hmm. four Schumjager platoon from death from above. Yeah. Or a late war Bagration Soviet T-34 76mm platoon with six tanks in it. So what costs more? A full 4-Shimega platoon with two MMGs and an anti-tank rifle from mid-war or a late war Bagration Soviet six strong T-34 76mm platoon. I will give you an extra point if you can accurately tell me either of the points costs. Uh, well, I'll, I'll miss on that point, but I might as well get it. You say, sorry, well, did you say great? Is it, so it's a, it's a is mid-war? It late war, or is it? Yes, it's late um, war. Late war, Bagration, Soviet. Yeah, so mid-war elite hard. infantry versus late yep. war tanks. Yep. But, but it's, you said 76. There's no 76 in Bagration. There is. Yeah, there is. Oh, there isn't, is there? Yeah, there is. It's a, a T-34 76 mil. Like, there's six of them. I feel like them. I'm at a disadvantage because I, don't, I didn't know there was 76 mil. Well, you've still got a 50-50 guess. No, but I want to... Maybe if you didn't read, if you didn't read up, you know, if you didn't revise for this exam, I mean, well, how, how could I have read up? No one knew what was going on. I don't on. know exactly. That's the whole point. I'm okay. Well, d- so it's one platoon or one company? One platoon, but it is a with full everything. Say, with everything. So both MMGs and the anti-tank rifle. So well, I know how much that. I know how much that costs. It's just I don't, I don't know how much. We'll write. We'll, we'll write that down. And you get a point. <laughs> Technically, you could get three points here. If you knew the points Three. cost of both, yeah, because if you knew the points cost for both those platoons, and you'd A, get a point for knowing which one costs more, and B, get a point for each of those platoons. So even if you don't know which one costs more, if you know which one 
one of them costs have a points value, you can get a point. Well, I don't know how much the second one costs. Do it I? doesn't matter. I had 76 mil guns. So, yeah, it's fine. I've, I've written something do you, down. You'll get a point. There oh. you go. See? <laughs> right. Are they heroes or are they regular? I'm just... There is six, a hero. Six of them. So, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So, question two. Here we go. Question two. What is the points difference between a platoon of two Tiger tanks from the mid-war Ghost Panzer book compared to the late war D-Day Germans? The difference. What is the points <laughs> difference? I tell you what, let me let me let me rephrase this. So I, get, I, get, I get I get oh, no. what you No, I don't. I don't. No, I, I think I'm going to say closest quick. closest two wins. Okay, closest two, we get the point for this one. Well, well, so do you just want the points differential? Is that it? Yes. Yes. Between mid-war Ghost Panzers platoon of two and D-Day platoon of yep. two. Correct. Right. And the closest um, closest closest guess to the actual points difference wins wins the. Okay. Oh, hold on, it's mid-war, isn't it? It is. That's the thing. So two mid-war ghost panzers versus two D-Day, you know, platoon of two tigers. Okay, so I know how much tower in mid-war because we've played that game. Yeah. So that, that's one point for the additional two points. So you get you get a point for guessing the, clo- the whoever gets the closest points difference wins that point. The additional two points go to what are the two differences between the two platoons? What? So what what two differences are there between other than obviously the points? The mid-war Ghost Panzer Tigers and a late war D-Day, D-Day Tiger. There's two differences. Oh, I know what one is straight away. Oh, there you go. We talked, about, we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it the other day. Boom. That's a point. Write it down. Question. That's question okay. three. Okay. Oh, that's three, is it? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So two is what is the points difference? Three is what are the actual differences between the two tanks other than obviously time? Okay. Oh, God. This is so hard. Lee, were you prepared for this in any way? No, before? I wasn't at all. I know. I know. This is great. I love it. It's like every single nightmare I had from university all over again. Yeah, it's, it's like turning up to class in your underpants, isn't it? I just like the idea that people are playing along at home and going, "What is the deal?" Okay, I've got something. Okay, I've written something there. It's right, but it's there. Okay. Question four. Okay, got to listen carefully to the question. Oh God. What is the points difference between late war D-Day German Flak 88 compared to mid-war Ghost Panzer Flak 88? It's a massive clue in the way I've worded that. How many, how many, how many guns? What is the difference between late war D-Day Flak 88s compared to mid-war Ghost Panzer Flak 88s? That is the question. Not, points different. Not, What's the points different? Yep. No, he's thought, that's the question. Yep. Can okay, you repeat the question? Sorry. What is the points difference between yep. late war D-Day Flak 88s compared to mid-war Ghost Panzer Flak 88s? But you can take. What for the maximum size platoon or what? What is the points difference? It's a tricky one, but also oh, it's not. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm not totally. I know. Okay. 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 Lee, you all right? It's lost. Uh, yeah, I'm lost. But go on. Right, question five: Cornfields stop bullets is a command card from what book? Okay. Easy. Yeah, I figured if I went heavily German for some, I should probably give Lee one easy <laughs> one. Yeah, thanks. Give me one I can get a chance. To, yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh God, any book. Cornfields stop bullets is a command card from which book? Okay. All right, you got your answers. You ready? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. it's, it's, it's a hard round, so it's a short one. Right. Question one: What costs more, mid-war Defenbard Fortune Mega Platoon? Or a late war migration Soviet six T thirty four seventy sixes. Lee, what did you answer? I went for mid war Falschmeg. And did you have any points cost for either of them? No. 
Okay, well, Lee, that gives you one point, bringing you up to a total of five, because they are, in fact, more expensive. Duncan, what was your answer? Mine was Midwolf Horsham Jaeger, um, and I know they're 19 points because it's 13 for the base platoon, and then two points for each machine gun, and then two points for the rifle. Two points to Gryffindor, by which I mean Duncan. Well done. But I don't know the Soviets, so I haven't got a clue. Six T-34, 76 more Sher- um, Shermans. Six T-34s are 18 points. So it's a single point difference. But that does put Duncan on seven points and Lee on five. All right, question two. What is the points difference between a platoon of two Tiger tanks from mid-war Ghost Panzers versus late-war D-Day Germans? Duncan. Okay, so I think the mid-war ones are two. They're 58 points because I think they're 29 points each. Correct. And I think that the late-war ones are 18 points because I think they're nine points. So what is your points difference? 40 points. 40 points. Lee, what have you got? So I know the D-Day ones are 24 points for two. Um, All right. I, I, I didn't know what the mid-war one was. I guessed it's about a 20-point difference. So, so, so the D-Day ones are 20 points cheaper. So I, I'm guessing mid-war was about 54, sorry, 44, 44 points for mid So what is your actual difference value there? That is 20, 20. My difference is 20. 20. Yeah. The difference between the two is 34 points. Ah, oh, you both had equal and opposite ends of the stick there. But I think Duncan was closer. I got 40. Yeah, so it's 34. Four, so you're only six off, whereas Lee is 13, 14 off. Was it 24? It was 40, 34 points. 34 points difference between mid and late war. Okay, question three. What are the two differences between the two platoons? So I know that one of them is the cross value. We were talking okay. about that the so other what, day. What, I think it's, what is the cross in mid war? I think mid war is three, three plus, and I think late war is two plus. Correct. A point to, to Duncan. Lee? I have got no clue. Oh. Do you know what the I, second I, difference is? I had a guess. I thought it was the tactical speed. I thought in mid-war they were 8 and late-war they were 10. It is not. The second difference is the fact that mid-war tanks can take escort tanks. Oh. Whereas late-war cannot. Oh, I, did. I knew that as well, but I was thinking it was a stat. Oh. Yeah. Two platoons is the difference. Is the only difference between the two. Plus the fact that the things they're killing have got very killy and scary. Okay. Question four. What is the difference between late war D-Day Flak 88 points difference, sorry, between late war D-Day Flak 88s compared to mid-war Ghost Panzer Flak 88s? Lee, any idea? Uh, so the mid- mid-war ones are six points each, if I remember correctly, because um, it's about the same as a HQ tank. Yeah. So um, the late war ones, I'll try to guess what they were. And they're going to be cheaper because they are, they're not, they're not um, confident veteran anymore. Um so I'm guessing it's about. Sorry, I'm trying to. I got 88 doing down, but that's actually the gun, which is particularly helpful. So that's fantastic. I actually didn't write that. I'm going to say it's a a four point difference per gun. A four point difference. So you go from six to two points each. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Duncan? Okay, so I know that the late war ones are 12 points because if you give them a salt flak, they go down to eight. Right. So they're, they're 12 points, and I think the mid-war ones are 24. I think they're six points each, so it's 12 points. So the difference between the two are, the late-war ones are... Half-price! Yeah. Late-war Flak 88s are half-price compared to the mid-war ones. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yep. So mid-war's 24, late-war's 12. Ooh. Okay, that is a point to Duncan. And then finally, Cornfields, Stop Bullets, Command Card is in which book? D-Day British. 
DJ British is Peter Young's rule. Brigadier oh. Peter Young's. That's pretty good knowledge. Oh. <laughs> it's wrong though. What? Or is it? Or did I look in the wrong bit of the thing? I thought it was in the Red Devils book. Well, maybe it's in Red Devils too. I'm pretty sure it's in DJ book too. I think, oh, I, I've got Red Devils. Whether or not they reference the D-Day one, I didn't see. I was looking at the Red Devils mid-war. D-Day, was it D-Day British? Yeah. Rules adjudication. D-Day British. Quick scramble. Who can find it first? Over to the... You get a point if either of you can find it first. All right. So, yeah, fair enough. It's wrong. Because it is Peter Young. The rule is basically doing the same thing, but it's never mentioned as being... The fluff text mentions it to inspire his men's confidence in the fire. Told them that 15 feet of standing crops will stop a bullet. But they actually. Oh, but, wow. Yep, so it's a, probably the same thing, but because Midwar has those crappy names, it ha, it probably, they probably did call it call, stop bullets, whereas in the D-Day, late war ones, it just says Peter Young as a card. I think oh. that's worth I think that's the oh, point. I'm going to give him a point for that because he uh, totally outfoxed Fox me. Yeah, okay. Point to Lee for that one. I'm guessing, thank you, by your, the sound of your de- defeated. Uh, well, should be defeated. You just all... trounced me in this round. So. <laughs> unless it's also Red Banner, then yeah, I didn't get that one right. <laughs> no, it's not Red Banner. <laughs> um, so at the end of round two, then, we have Duncan on a score of 10 versus Lee on a score of 6. Oh, Lee. Okay. So now we have the art appreciation round. All right, stop. So you get a drink. That's sick. You can get a drink. That's a good point. We should all okay, okay. stop to appreciate our at one hour and 30 minutes. So I don't know to do this as a quick fire round. Yeah, I'm going to get a drink. It's cost me when I'm getting screwed this much. I'm at least drunk. So. <laughs> Usually like to buy people dinner. <laughs> right. Good to go. Okay. Do you want to do this as a quick fire round where you buzz in and I get the first answer? Or do you want to write this down and we'll go through it at the end? Whatever you want to do, the quiz master. I know, but I'm giving you the option. I prefer not to buzz because it might hurt. Okay. All right, write it down then. Okay. So this is welcome back to the art round, the third and final round. Um, so what I want is to you to, to write down which tanks are on the cover oh, of the book. So if you have any around you, please put them, you know, don't cheat. Don't look around. Don't look at them. Um, although, to be fair, if you've got, you know, your glorious battlefront books in front of you then maybe you should be given the extra benefit of having them in front of you in your the cheating method but okay so are which four ones or are they all over the place these are all from the latest edition because version four is dead so flames of war they're all v4 books okay so i'm going to go pretty quickly and you've got to write down which books you think are on the cover which tanks you think are on the cover of the books okay so i've tried to get them as chronological as i can so number one Africa Corps, which tanks are on the cover? And I'm only after the tanks. Don't have to worry about any soft skins or any aircraft and stuff like that. Which armoured fighting vehicles are on the cover of Africa Corps? I know, right? Back in the midst of time. You want the mark and everything? Yeah, it has to be. Well, yeah, close. If you close enough for a Flames of War platoon. So you don't have to write down the actual, you know, definition. Just uh, number two, which tanks are on the cover of Fighting First? Interesting. Pluralised tanks. Not always, though. That could be a red herring. A dead herring. A dead herring. Number three. Which tanks are on the cover of Ghost Panzer? Ghost Panzer. And number four. Which tanks are on the cover of Enemy at the Gate? Enemy at the Gates. Oh, deep size. If you're playing along at home, I hope this is as quizzical as I thought. 
it would be for me. What's well, so which one was that? Uh, uh, Ghost right. Pan- not Ghost Panzer. Three uh, was Ghost Panzer. Yeah. Four was Enemy at the Gates, which is the Soviet um, standing Ghost one, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, I don't know. So, okay. Well, it's, that's fine. You can do guess if you want. <laughs> Number five is Advanti. Lovely Italian mid-war book. So looking forward to playing it. Number five is Avanti. Number six, Armoured Fist, which says so Armoured Fist, which is obviously the second version of British mid-war stuff. But it was. Uh, yeah, not the first. That's, that's what I think it had a different cover. I can't remember it what did have a different cover. Oh, no. Okay. Trixie Hobbits is 20 years guess. ago. 20 years ago, first uh, Lord of the Rings. I know. First trilogy ever. Number seven, Iron Cross. That is the German Stalingrad. <sighs> so Iron Cross is the German Stalingrad. Um, tanks on the cover. And I'm going to change my answer to number three because I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing they can't so, just be okay. the same tank twice. So seven, <laughs> seven is Iron Cross. Yeah. Three was Ghost Panzer. Which so, is, so when you said this is chronological order, it isn't actually chronological order at all. No, I just realised that. I tried. I said I tried <laughs> to do it in chronological order. And then the final mid-war question for number eight is Red Banner. Which tank is on the cover of Red Banner? Oh, shit, now I'm going to change my answer with number four, because I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be the same tank twice in that either. Oh, snap. Okay. Right. Lee's done him. Duncan. Uh, yes. Do you want any of them repeated? Uh, no. Okay. So, then, to the answer. First art round. Lee, Africa Corps, what tank tanks is on the cover? Panzer four short. Oh, point to Lee. Duncan. I've put Panzer IV, uh, D slash E. Same. Cool. That's a point each. Nice. Question two, fighting first. Which tank is on the cover? Sherman. I've put, yeah, M4 Sherman. I don't think it's the Lee. It is a Sherman and only a Sherman. Well done. There's multiple Shermans, but they are all Shermans. Number three, Ghost Panzer. Which tanks are on the cover? <sighs> Tiger. Oh, no. That's a no. guess. So put, no, I think you're right. I think I'll put Panther. I'll put Panther. Ghost Panzer has Tiger. It also has a burning T-34-76 mil and a Panzer three. So Lee gets a point, but there were three on the table there. Duncan, unfortunately, there are no Panthers in any of the mid-war covers. And they're not. There are not, not for mid-war. Question four, enemy at the gates. Duncan. Uh, KV-1. It is, in fact, a KV-1. Lee, did you get it right? I got KV-1. This is why I put T-34 originally, but I thought there couldn't be a T-34 twice, Ooh, so I went back and changed it to KV-1. Totally metagamed it. That's 13 to 10. Duncan to lead. Duncan's still in the lead. Uh, question five. Lee, Advanti, who's on the Easy. cover? M-1441. That is correct. Duncan, did you get the same? Yeah, M-1441. See, I thought there'd be a cheeky, like, Cervanti uh, in the back. There, isn't. there is not a Cervanti in the back, now. So, yeah, just the one tank. Question six. Armoured Fist. Duncan. I think it's uh, a Crusader. Is it a Crusader? The, the light tank thing. Crusader it is 3? not a Crusader. It's a it Churchill. is a oh. Churchill for Armoured Fist. You're thinking of Desert Rats. See, I, I had the same answer and crossed it out because then I thought, no, since it's, it's a different cover, I, I thought that. Ah. So that puts Lee on 12, Duncan on 14. And number seven, Iron Cross. Lee. Who's on the front of Iron Cross? I'm guessing here, but another Panzer Four. You would be wrong. Yeah, for so. Yeah. Duncan. I think it's a Panzer Three H. It is a Panzer Three. Duncan scrapes back another point. And the third, uh, eighth, and final answer: Red Banner. Duncan, who is on the cover of Red Banner? 
Uh, T3476. It is a T3476. Lee, have you got the same answer? Yeah. Nice. So, coming into the final art round then. That puts Duncan on 16 points, Lee on 13. Oh, are these are you... really late. Are these late war books? These are going to kill me. These are, in fact, the late war book cuttings. <laughs> are you ready, boys? Pens no, at the ready. Question not. one. Which tanks are on the cover of D-Day Germany? Which tanks are on the cover of D-Day Germany? Okay. Question uh, two. I'm going to go quick on this. Which tanks are on the cover of D-Day American? Which tanks are on the cover of D-Day American? Question three. Which tanks are on the cover of D-Day British? Oh, how original. Which tanks are on the cover of D-Day British? Beautiful artwork. It's amazing. There's a whole Art of War book. If you don't have the Art of War book, by the way, I recommend you do get it because it's pretty good value for money. Is that the one you, no, that's not the painting one, is it? That's no, that's the Colours of War. Art of War is where they put all the cover art from all of the version three books as well and compilations and version four stuff into an amazing coffee miniature coffee table book i'd call it but it's only like 15 quid and it's beautifully printed it's lovely could you take the spine out and then put them in frames um you could they'd be a bit small it's about it's about i think about nine inches ten inches square They're not quite that big you could definitely scan them high quality and blow them up if you wanted to I think that Battlefront should just provide them as a range of mer- merchandise or buy our merchandise from our Teespring store. Um, number four, D-Day Waffen SS. Which tank is on the cover of D-Day Waffen SS? Four tanks. There's a point per tank. Question five. Guess what? It's Bagration Soviet. Which tank or tanks is on the cover of Bagration Soviet? Getting tricksy. Question six. Bagration German. Is it Bagration German? Germany? German, isn't it? I think it's German. Aggression <laughs> German. Which tank or tanks is on the cover of Aggression German? Cool picture. Question seven. Aggression Axis Allies. There you go. I'll give you which tank or tanks is on the cover of Aggression Axis Allies. <laughs> Question eight. Make you speed right. Bulge American. Yes. Which tank or tanks is on the cover of Bulge American? I am going to ask... For which type for this one? Oh, really? I'm assuming that's a question that case on all of them. Well, yeah, I've been a bit lenient, but this one I, I definitely want type. For a okay. bonus point, what is on the wall behind it? Podcast listeners may remember this. I think I vaguely recall it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> question nine Bold German. What? Bold German. It's nope. not been released yet, but the, the cover art has been previewed. Has it? Okay. It has indeed. That's a big guess. It's a oh, okay. Deny bulge German. Loose lips, sink ships, and all that. And question ten, final question. Bulge British. Which tank or tanks is on the cover of Bulge British? I can guess. <laughs> Get a fifty-fifty chance. Right. Anyone need anything repeating? Everyone got a guess down for everything? I have. Yep. It's a final round. Ta-da. Right. So Duncan, question one. What answer do you have for D-Day Germany? What is on the cover? Panzer 4H. Lee, what's on the cover? I remember there's a couple of tanks. I remember one definitely a Tiger. I can't remember. There is only a Tiger. There's only one tank? It's only, well, they're Tigers. Oh, Tigers. They're okay, all Tigers. One. So it's a point to Lee. It's 14 to 16. Lee to Duncan at the moment. Sorry, Dunk. Question two. D-Day American. Lee, what is on the cover of D-Day American? Um, Sherman M4A2, 75 and 76s. 
That's two points to Lee. Duncan, what have you got? Yeah, M4 Sherman and M4 Sherman 76. That's two apiece. 18. Ooh, it's tight. It's tight. It's tight. It's tight. Duncan, what is on the cover uh, of D-Day British? Is it a Sherman Firefly? There is a Sherman Firefly. Is that your final answer? That's all I had, yeah. It's one point for Duncan. Lee, what is on the cover of D-Day British? So it's a Firefly and behind it is a normal Sherman. Sherman V. That's two points. Oh! It's a recall picture and it's, um, free RTR, it's a free RTR Sherman as well. That makes it 18 to 19. Duncan, you're leading by a single point. It's like Max Verstappen all over again. It's Max Verstappen. Yeah. <laughs> Call out the safety car. The safety tank. <laughs> Question four. D-Day SS. Lee, what's on the cover of D-Day SS? So this is a guess, because I, can, I can't recall it at all, but I think it's a panther. Because it's the other side of the of the picture. I think it's a panther. It is. It's the other side of the bocage. There is a panther. Duncan, what have you got? I've got a panther and a tiger. I thought that's where the tiger was. It's not a tiger, but you did get the panther right. So that puts you on 20 points, and that puts Lee trading still on 19. I'm not going to penalise you for the wrong guess, because we haven't done that so far. So... Question five, Duncan, what is on the cover of Bagration Soviet? I, I, I didn't know. I just guessed it says IS-2. It's not an IS-2. Lee, what's on the cover of Bagration Soviet? I was guessing it was a T-3485. T- it is, in fact, a T-3485. That means that we are now tied up. The tension is mounting for the non-existent million-dollar prize. Lee, what is on the cover of Bagration Germany? It's a Panzer 4H, I think. It is a Panzer IV H or K. That'd be H, and then the K's yet. There is no K. It's J. That was a trick question. Congratulations. I'll give you both a point, (laughs) which means absolutely nothing. Duncan. What Uh, is it? Panzer IV H. It is a Panzer IV H. 21 to 21. I don't know why I'm changing the scores. I could just write them down later. Um, Bagration Axis Allies. Duncan. Uh, Zerini. Lee. Complete guess by guess Zerini. It's like the tank of the book. They are both Zerinis. That's 22. Lee, bulge American. M4A3, easy eight. It is an easy eight. That puts you on 23. Do you get the bonus question? It's an advert. And I'm guessing, because I'm pretty sure I remember the conversation, it's for um, Wonder Beers. Um, it's Belgium. So Stella Artois, I'm guessing. Duncan? I didn't know. For neither? No. Oh, sorry. I've got M4A3, Sherman, easy eight. Okay, so that gives you the point. But what's on the wall behind him? I, I didn't know. It is, in fact, a faded advert for Stella Artois. That puts Lee ahead by a single point. Coming in to question nine. Bulge German. Duncan, what is on the cover? What tanks? Tank is on the cover of Bulge German. So I th- I think it's a Tiger, but I, I have also written down Tiger. Well. So I've written down two. To be fair, you could have written down every tank of the late war era. And still scored a point. Okay. <laughs> Lee. There's no, there's no downside. At the moment, no. I didn't think about gamers. <clears throat> Lee, what have you got? I've written down every single tank the Germans had. And <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I, I guess it's a King Tiger, because I'm guessing that'd be the book, the tank for the book. Yeah. That is both correct. So that still puts Lee ahead by a single point into the last question. Bulge. British Lee, what's on the cover of Bulge British? Which tank tanks? It's uh, M, it's the M26 Locust. There's no, a comet, of course, it's a comet. It's always gonna be a comet. <laughs> yeah, even I knew it was a comet. <laughs> it's a comet. <laughs> it is, in fact, a comet. So I've lost by a Stellar Artois advert. <laughs>
that I kind of take umbrage at. <laughs> it is one of the most notable things about that entire cover. A single point. Lee, you've scored 26 points. Duncan, you have scored 25 points. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. See, if it had been a question on, on H39 tanks in German service, I'd have been fine. <laughs> what, is the best, what is the best artillery piece throughout the war? 25 pounder. See, even Lee gets that. He's wondering by another point, Duncan. You're too slow. Well, no, 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 no. It's a 77 millimeter. Uh, what is it? I can't remember what the German. Eight, the 8.8 centimeter. Um, Feld cannon um, E. <laughs> so yeah, I again. I got the full description for the German version as well. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played, boys. I, I'm glad it was only a single point in it. That's. I think so. Well. Uh, you were. Oh. So close. So, yeah, the Bulge German and Bulge British covers are both previewed in the back of the Bagration books and Bulge American because it has the full artwork for the rest of the year. Are they mirrored then still? Do they, yeah, it's they still, still yeah, 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 still the King yeah, Tiger's the Ger- going. The German and American books are paired. The British books, it's on its own because it's just too awesome. Well done. Well, that was our Christmas quiz. So if you're playing along at home, I hope you had fun with that. Try to make it a little bit different. Very, very I'm different. Sure. <laughs> military operation or IKEA furniture. <laughs> Swedish, yeah. Swedish military operation or IKEA furniture. Mm, they're all the same. <laughs> what is a Swedish military operation to get IKEA furniture? Opera- operation Land Grab. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about some events? Yes, that's all events. Oh, what's happening on the 19th and 20th of February, Lee? I suspect I'm going to be having a massive panic attack because the COVID <laughs> situation is probably going to mean it's going to be cancelled again. But um, right now, <laughs> right now, it's the date for Dak Dak Go goes forth. Woo! As in fourth edition and forward. Yep. Exactly. Um, which is going to be a, a mid-war, red versus blue, 100-point mid-war tournament with mid-war lists from the sort of North Africa slash Sicily books. Yeah. Um, Plus Iron Cross, because anyway, make a usable German army. Proper DAC army, yeah. So, yeah. What do so, you take? I, ho- I was about to say, well, hopefully you guys are going to come, and yes, hopefully you'll be um, bringing some forces for it. So, I'm, I'm not, hopefully I'll, I'll be, I'll be playing, I'll just be organising, but as I was mentioning, I'm working on a, a, a new DAC force, replaceable beaten up force. Mm. I think you're very nice as well, by the way. Mm. Yeah, thanks. It's very kind of you to paint my Panzer twos for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can... Yeah, I might do, do some commission work. If you... um, oh, bloody but... hell. Don't say things like that. <laughs> it's heart racing. Yeah. yeah. So my, I, I try to remember what the force was. I was just look, trying to look up on forces while I was doing it. But the force is basically a Gazala-era panzer force. And um, it's going to consist of um, a single HQ panzer three. Okay, so you're going tank. Yeah, so basically, uh, uh, yeah, so basically it's going to be, um, let's say, a panzer force. Um, so it's all around 15 Panzer at Gazala. So it's basically a big emphasis on the short barrel tanks. Um, just literally trying to find my list now. Lee, let that go. There we go. Nope, that's the American it's, one. It's not what you got. It's where you get to put it. Well, uh, yeah, there's that. And bizarrely, I actually am taking this from the Africa, Africa Corps book, but only because I am using, you know, cross-decking the actual support. There's some good stuff in that book. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, but it's all repeated in Iron Cross, apart from the Lone Schleppers, really, when you get down to it. Yeah, maybe. Apart from the actual Africa Corps platoons, they're weird mix. Yeah, we got to it. So so basically, my my support is going to be a single 88, some Marders, I think it's only three of them. Still trying to find the list. 
um, and then a understrength um, Iron Cross Panzergrenadier um, platoon. Oh, okay. And then the actual formation was going to be a HQ, a single Panzer three short, mm-hmm. um, a, two platoons of Panzer three shorts with four tanks each, and a and then a support platoon of well not a support platoon, but a last platoon of formation will be um, three Panzer four shorts. And oh yeah, actually these are in, are in formation as well. And then three Panzer three uh, Panzer twos to give me some spearhead. That's compact, but pretty punchy. I yeah, I've, I, it could work. I mean, say having Panzer twos in helps keep the formation um, from being too brittle. And like I say, make going with the old um, I finally found a list. Going with the Panzer three shorts obviously helps um, keep the points down because yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so it's yeah, HQ of single Panzer three, two platoons of Panzer fours, uh, Panzer three fo- um, shorts, four of each, three Panzer fours, three Panzer twos, four Marders, one eighty eight, and five MG thirty fours. It's enough high eighteen. Yeah, well, so okay, it's just because it's a era, but I need to cover off someone bring in a El Alamein or Sicily era force with Shermans and Churchills. Oh gosh, shudder. Yeah, as you know, we've been time permitted by the actual. Um, tournament rules but um it's just like i say i just need to you know deal with that sort of cross period or cross mid-war um issues how dare they bring actual tanks i mean seriously yeah if i got to go allies i'm going to just be using my normal um british arm but i'm going to do you doing it how martin's just doing it oh so i'm going to have a grant formation like i normally would do yeah with, um but have three tanks in the hq and then a platoon of, uh, two platoons of grants and one platoon of Stuarts. Mm-hmm. So it's a full formation. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very typical. That's pretty much apart from the extra tank in the HQ. That's more. Yeah. But then instead of like for um, the, Stu- um, the Stuart formation, I normally go with to pair it up with. I'm going to go with a motor infantry um, formation. So that gives me a HQ and one platoon of motor infantry. Yeah. Four six pounders. Yeah. yeah. Four six pounders. Three universal carriers. Yeah. And then four twenty-five pounders rounds out the force. That's pretty tasty because those that double formation gives you all the nice benefits of that. Yeah, and having six pounders in is an ambush. And like Martin was saying in this article, it, that force can do everything. If I want to go defend, it's not going to be too hurt by deep by deep reserves. Yep. If I want to go attack, obviously I've got all the attack options. If I want to go manoeuvre, I've got enough on the table when my reserves arrive. It's yeah, it's a compelling, it's a really compelling argument he made in this article. So I might look at that. I just need to repaint some of the infantry because the infantry are really beat up. <laughs> but yeah, that probably sent the case because hopefully there'll be enough people coming I don't need to stand in. So what are you guys bringing? Tank? Well, I've got two options. So I'm putting together my Americans, but I don't think they're going to be ready. So I think I'm going to, for the Axis stuff, I'm going to bring uh, Italians. Woo! And I'm going to go for the uh, my Semaventi company. So it's got... Uh, I don't know if I use this or not, but I want. I, I saw painting, so I do want to give it a go. But it's the Semaventi company with um, a single 1441 as the command, then five Semaventis, four Semaventis, and four Semaventis. Oh my God! 54 points, and then in support, it's two batteries of 100 mil guns, an AB41 observer, uh, two single Lanciers, and then a parachutist platoon. And then it uses the two uh, command cards to turn the 100 mils into 25 pounders. <laughs> so that's eight 25 pounders. That's for going to war. Yeah. And then Lance's. So it, it's got one, two, one, two. It's got five templates if I need it to, um, to dig in infantry out. It's got 
the 90 mils for pounding stuff in the face, and then it's got the parachute history, which are very good at assault. Yep. So I think it's got a bit of everything in it. Then the Semiventi is nice. It's it's all right. So it's not the best uh, tank at all. Uh, it's all going in the world, but it's there's enough weight to it. Oh, for mid boy, so, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the uh, it's what, Allied... It's what anti-tank 8, isn't it? 8 with heat. Yeah, there you go. But it's got a 20-inch range. Yeah. So it's quite a short range. But um, I, think that, I think that'll do, because if the worst comes to worst, I can hide the Summer Vinci, because um, they've still got an artillery barrage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't even need them to do too much work if they don't don't want to. Um, there's only four platoons in the core formation, but... Yeah, pretty chunky. Yeah. They'll do some work. The other one, though, that I'm more interested in playing is, is my British. So the revamped uh, uh, <coughs> uh, early war um, uh, divisional cavalry, um, and that's so uh, that's the Aussie Div cavalry card from Armored Fist, I think it is. So that's one, uh, two Crusaders, two Crusader twos in command, then two troops of Crusader twos, um, and then three Universal Carrier patrols all with um, one anti-tank rifle in them. Oof. That's 22 points. Mm-hmm. That's one formation. And those universal carriers are standing in for um, tanks, aren't they, if I recall correctly, or um, um, early war? No, I've got some carriers in the force, but they, they're going to be... Um, they're, they're, they are just normal carriers, okay. I think. Okay, cool, sorry. No, no, I'm trying to remember now, because um, I've got the Vickers, but I haven't got the Humber armour cars in this list. But that's what they were going to stand in for. Um, ah, yes, yeah, yeah. The other... Th- the other company in it is the rifle company. So it's two rifle stands, then two rifle platoons. So this, you know, the big seven-strong Bren SMLR SMLE rifle teams with the mm-hmm. anti-tank rifle and mortars, and then uh, information three six-pounders, and then another three six-pounders, and then a carrier platoon with no boys anti-tank rifle, in it, just a normal carrier platoon, and that's all in formation. So uh, those six-pounders are actually a mix of twenty-five mil bofers and two-pounders. Um, the models, but they're all six pounders, <laughs> and the support is uh, 18 25 pounders, uh, standing in as 25 pounders. That oh, then the Humber armor cars, which are the, the Vickers light tanks, um, four six pounders, um, on porties, so they're 37 mil bofers on porties, <laughs> and then three <laughs> bofers anti aircraft guns. That's, that's all for 100 points. Good stuff, yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm quite looking forward to that. It's pretty, it's pretty massive, and like you said, again. Um, when you were talking about Martin stuff, it's got manoeuvrability and it's got hitting power. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it feels quite British because all the hitting power, static hitting power. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a total of ten six pounders in that list. <laughs> a lot of and six pounders. And, yeah, oh, and round mounts. Really, really eight tank nine at this point in the war, but even so, it's still a still yeah, a heavy. Yeah. The same my army worry, that's for sure. <laughs> Eddie, what what are you bringing to the battle? Uh, a total sensible mid-max list that's played to the strengths of uh, everything I involved. Um, I totally haven't just gone, oh, I like motorcycles and things need transport in the desert, so let's take an Italian motorcycle company. <laughs> um, so the first command card I've got is the Motorcycli company. Oh, wait, you have taken the card. I thought you said you hadn't taken the card. <laughs> no, I have, yeah, totally. Um, which then, you know, it's basically a rifle company, but it limits my team's uh, platoons to five teams. Right obviously gives them the option to move as motorcycles uh because does that, does that just give a really far dash yeah that's literally it and they can't shoot when they're motorcycles either i don't think um so yeah motorcycle company so it's got two rifle teams as the command um two platoons of five mg rifle teams three hmgs four 47 millimeter anti-tank guns 
and then four 20 mil anti-aircraft platoon on the trucks that is the formation um and that is one two three yeah so the the command the two rifle platoons and the hmgs all have the motorcycle card right at two points each so that's eight points worth of motorcycles cards there um and then in support i've got a um five m1441 tank platoon so just the normal tanks uh four lanciers on a truck uh they have the never misses command card which means that their platoon commander can re-roll failed hits which i thought would be yeah pretty useful if you're doing long range shots on sixes or sevens or whatever you can at least get some re-rolls so that's cool um, so what was that? Was that just the commander? Is that the just the just the the platoon commander for the lancers can reroll? It's called um, never misses. That's the platoon commander of the lancers reroll misses. Okay. Um, one eighty-eight millimeter anti-tank on his own. Um, he has got a truck because obviously everything he transports in this list. Uh, Four hundred millimeter howitzers. Uh, they've also got trucks um, and a Falco CR forty-two Falco biplane air support. Yay! Um, and then also the 47 mil guns in the company also have trucks because I can't not have let them have transports. Otherwise, it'd be going against the rules of my list. So uh, yeah, definitely rules. So what, what's the plane in there for? Like some just some cheap artillery stuff. Um, yeah, plus they're cool. I mean, you know, nothing like turning up to 1940s in a biplane. This is those technology tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a pretty good biplane. It's just still a biplane. Um, yeah, no, it's just the idea of just these. So in my head, it's like a motorcycle recce going around with a bit of armoured support, trying to do a flanking force, probing forward, you know, and if they find it something a bit more substantial, they can call in the Air Force for some support kind of thing. But um, yeah, just the idea of the desert mobile warfare. It's quite interesting. I think mid-war is the, is the time for planes. If you're going to take them at any point, I think they're pretty... Um... They're pretty handy to have him with. Yeah. Especially against things like Marders, Lee. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was what we said previously, just shooting up like, soft skin anti-tank stuff. Because it negates the need to range in, which obviously is a big issue with yeah. aircraft. And what's it got? What's it machine gun? Just rifle caliber machine guns on the Falcon? 12.7 centimetre MMGs. So oh, are, man. two yeah, so shots, anti-tank, anti-tank four, five up five hour. Um, they've then also got bombs, which are anti-tank three, three up five hour. Um, they're normally trained, but if you get the Avanti Savoya dice, they become skill three up. Okay. So, you know, hit on fives with a three up save, not too bad. But they're kicking the teeth. Yeah, and they're pretty cool as well. Because biplane's always cool. It's like, um, yeah, exactly. Tom getting his fins out and finding his old Finnish um, yeah, biplanes. CL 42s right there. Those little Fockers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that's my little Italian force. Nice. So, I mean, so. There would be scout cars in the core formation if I actually knew where slash <laughs> knew I had bought the models. The fourteen forty one. Yeah, AB forty ones. AB forty one. Sorry. I think I talked myself out of buying when I was buying the army. Right. They're half so price I, right now. What? Because like Troll Trader and Darksphere, they're, they're half price, in, aren't they? They're not in stock anywhere. Really? Yeah. There's a real dearth, deft of anyway. Who knows? I haven't got any money anyway at the moment, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Unless they're free. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm currently yeah building up some trucks for all those soft skin transports if they ever actually see the field of day, which I doubt. And I know they're just wasted points, but 
in my heart of hearts, it means that I can justify having an 88mm cannon in my mobile force. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. That's what you have yeah. to be playing with. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. excited. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. One thing I I just just forgot to actually mention was that there are some restrictions on the forces, which again we've got got the book restrictions, but also we have restriction on the sort of light end of scale. scale. So um, armor car, a kind of armor car formation, and the German, uh, sorry, Italian L6 formations, they can't be your primary formation. You can have them as a second formation, but they can't be your primary formation. So you've got to have at least something else in your force. The spam. Yeah, it's just to try and stop them being like modern delivery systems or going for the massed L6s. But yeah. it'd, be great, it'd be great for the Eastern Front, but it's, it's less of a thing for the for the desert. So, yeah. yeah. That is on the 19th and 20th of Feb. Yep. And hopefully tickets should be up soon. I'm just waiting for Axel to get the ticket being up. In Dicelene in Brighton. Dicelene yep. in And about, I'd say, it'll be £35 for the two days. And Harry may come down and play some games. He might, yeah. yes. He expressed some interest. Da, da, da. Uh, he did have it by saying, <laughs> by saying that he um, wasn't sure if he could put together a force. Well, it's not like we were a spare army. I think I'll be earmarked my, one of my, my, my spare armies, but yeah, so. <laughs> try yeah, convince, I mean, no excuse. Try and convince Chris to get up his Soviets and um, borrow borrow one of my other forces and probably make quite a few forces for Desert. <laughs> yeah, I think between us, we'll probably be all right, seeing as I've got all my Americans and. Mm-hmm. I've got all my Germans. Yep. That'd be fun. So, I did want to use my um, Semiventis for Italy, but they're not the right Semiventis. Oh, because it should be the, that, that later one. They're the 7534s, yeah, and the uh, 100, uh, 105.20s, or whatever it is. So they're the ones that the Germans like making, but yeah. You've got the wrong Semiventi grommet. That might be cheating. I think I might get a bit. Some funny eyes getting looked 105 mil. <laughs> Man, that would have rocked him mid if I had it. Yeah, so it's the 19th and 20th of Feb. Yep. Then on the 9th and 10th of April is the Corrivalry at Battleford Hobbies, which I'm trying to convince you guys to go to if we haven't all fallen victim to ceaseless lockdowns, um, which is 100 points late war, mission-specific tables, tickets via the Battleford Hobbies website. 7th and 8th of May is Bunningrad, also at Battleford Hobbies in Daventry. Which is a hundred points mid-war competition with amended points. Um, because they've got a whole new attempting to shake up their usual battles without being too restrictive in terms of the num yeah, the type of lists, I guess, mm-hmm. is the aim. Whereas we've just kind of gone, no, just use lists from this time period. Yeah. August some point is the ETC, meh. And then the thirteenth and fourteenth of August is uh, possible um British Historical Games Society. Um, at Trent University. Further details, TBA. And then the 12th and 13th of November is Warfare at Farnborough Exhibition Centre, which would be awesome. Yes. Breaking news as well from this week, Salute 2022 is not being run. No, it's off. It is, in fact, off. Um, just Obviously, they only had the last one in August, so it's a little bit close for everybody. It wasn't a huge turnout, so I think everyone's just kind of going, you know what, let's give it a year. I think they were forced to run the last one. Yeah, I think the yeah the Excel Center wouldn't let them back out, so they had to. Yeah, so they had to do something, and now they'll give it a year and see what happened. I mean, it was a good show from from what I saw. Yeah, the guys who went said good things about it. It's probably the fact that I didn't buy anything. They're just like, no, that's it. It's game over. Okay, you, you didn't spend any money. <laughs> single oh. single handedly keeping the war games industry afloat with my uh, 
Um, and that is the end of events. So, shall we scoot and shoot, gentlemen? We shall. Yes. Yeah, so, um, obviously, we are talking quite a lot about desert. So, what should we do? What should we do for desert? Centaurs. Centauri. Okay. So, you can roll a dice on a five or a six. We've got. Um, right, it's a two. So we haven't got the good. We haven't got the good stuff. Uh, sorry, so, what's our, what, what's our tactics then? Probably a four. Do you not know? It doesn't matter, I've got two. <laughs> Just twos. <laughs> two, all twos today, apparently. Nothing but twos. Oh dear. <laughs> Another failed shooting scoot. Yay. I feel like we're back to actually failing more than not comes true again. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure once we hit the pass, um, we will be informed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Armored Train Regular Podcast you've been listening to is Shooting Scoot, the Flames World Podcast, and the team of Breakthrough Assault.co.uk. That's really well for sport, battlefield hobbies, dice of war. End this number 10 lockdown parties. Meanwhile, my M3 kits are going together like a storm. <coughs> M3 what? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just an M3.